Well, hello there, you fantasy choreographers. This is the Matt Podcast, a podcast for 16 people. So if you're one of the random motherfuckers that are listening to us right now that have no idea what this is about, this podcast isn't for you. Or maybe it is. I don't know. We've got the uh, usual crew with us, but we have one other today. It's Glenn of the uh, Breezewood Nuts. Glenn, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, contrary to popular belief, we, we do have two owners. It's not just Dave in a suit. And a mustache. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say no one's ever seen. Well, I guess we all saw you at the draft, Glenn. But uh, no one's ever seen me and Glenn. Well, Byron hasn't together. That's true. So up until today, we could have been the same person because he wasn't at the draft. <laughs> we still haven't confirmed that. Uh, Glenn, uh, I'm sorry, Glenn uh, Minshew's uh, mustache and Tim Ryan aren't the same. Mike Ryan. Uh, We'll still need further proof. But Glenn's on the podcast today because he was part of a trade. Obviously, earlier in the year, the podcast voiced its issues with the Mariota and rights to Tannehill for, what was it, a first in Devontae Smith. And there there was a rumor that Joe would be on this podcast to defend it, but... Unfortunately, Joe couldn't join us today. Now, by after week four, Mariota's already been in a second trade. And that trade was Mariota. Uh, so let me see here. Let me make sure I got this right. Your own four. Did, did you guys get a first too? No, 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 no. no. Okay, so Mariota gets traded. And the so Rams are the best gets Mariota. And Vian and Breezewood Nuts gets Jerome Ford, uh, the 2023 second of the Rams. And there is a conditional part of the trade where Breezewood Nuts could get a uh, the 2024 second round pick of the Rams. Uh, if Mariota starts 10 games, if he does not start 10, uh, 10 games, then they would get uh, the Rams comp pick. Uh, for the Singletary in RFA. So that was a very that description. Was that was, that was a difficult. Struggle. You, you could have just read in off the way sheet, that I did. So I, should I just what? do that again? Because that was honestly, I was just like, the just way that I wrote it that. down, I was like, I can't. It's worded so well in the trade. And you just hey, what if we just stopped talking for one Mississippi's and then Byron tried that all over again? <laughs> yeah. That, all right, all right. All right everyone, quiet disaster. and go, Byron. All right, so... The Rams receive Marcus Mariota, and <laughs> well done. And the, well done. And Breezewood Nuts receives Jerome Ford, Vienna Rams second round pick this upcoming year, and the 2023 comp pick for Singletary. Unless Mariota starts ten games, and then they would get the Rams 2024 second round pick. So that was a little bit easier to say. I had a little bit extra. Yeah, you you could have just again. It's still gagged on it, but that's all right. It's okay. Uh, all right. So, anyways, honestly, Glenn, I just want to kind of like hear your logic because obviously you got Mariota from Dave, and then you traded Mariota back to Dave, and obviously you got less value coming back. But you know there was Tannehill in the part. So just kind of work me through the strategy. Work me through the logic. 
Well, so coming into the year, Joe and I went back and forth a little bit about the trade in the first place, but knowing that we really needed some type of quarterback option coming into the season if we were going to do anything. So Mariota on a cheap contract was perfect for us because we had some wiggle room, and that actually let us go after Goff, too, to actually have our best starting quarterback right now. Whereas if we had to overspend even more on Tannehill or maybe go after some other people, who knows how that would have shaken out. Um, but looking at this trade to Dave, I mean, Marietta was a good kind of rotation player for us these first couple of weeks when we weren't sure who we were going to start, and particularly the first couple of weeks if we, when we didn't know if Goff was going to be decent at all. Um, but then Mariota had this terrible game, and we had kind of been back and forth with Dave about it even a little bit before the trade, but then he ended up making another trade for a, a separate quarterback, so we kind of lost the majority of our leverage there. But, but Joe and I were back and forth on it, but you, it's the sucking cost fallacy. Just because we put in a first and Devonta Smith doesn't mean that we just want to hold on to Mariota when he's not even starting for us and might only start another two or three games. Yeah, if we're going to analyze this trade. I think that, um, you know, I had a conversation with Byron earlier today or yesterday sometime I had a conversation where I, I wholeheartedly if we're just going to analyze this trade, the second trade before we get into the first trade. It's a completely fair deal. Right. Um, and I think you're right. It, it would have been sunk in cost fallacy to not trade it just because you had already uh, given up a, a way more value the first time. Um, so like if we want to just go around and grade this trade on its own, I would give uh, kind of a, a BB um, to both teams um, on this one. I think it's just a solid trade. Makes sense. Um, but as we will get into, that's not what tickles my brain about this trade. Yeah. I think if, uh, if we want to go around and grade the trade, we can do that outside of context of the previous trade. Mm-hmm. Um BB sounds right. It's a, like it's an AA. It's only a BB because the quality of the the player and the picks going back and forth is below that A grade, right? Like how is anyone else in the league giving up more than a second and another second for Marcus Mariota, who might not start the rest of the year? Probably not. the The Breezewood Nuts got value out of a starting quarterback if in a vacuum we look at this trade um and Mariota doesn't start beyond week six or seven they're winning this trade um yeah and then we'll get we'll get to the the rest of the context later but in a vacuum this trade is actually like fair value for veil fair value and maybe breezewood wins it and if i can say one more thing um the thing that evens it out for me in my head is that Dave is the logical destination. He's got Desmond Ritter. So Dave, um, you know, it kind of does overpay a little bit, you know, kind of um, for, for Mariota, but he doesn't because he solidifies having a starting quarterback for the whole season, right? He's got an Atlanta starting quarterback. Does that make sense? Byron? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that we, we've covered the fact that this seems like a fair trade. I guess my only question is Glenn, like, did it hurt? I mean, I get the sunken call, Salsi, right? But there's also, like, we're four weeks in. Like, you're trading him right after his worst game. Like, why right now? Like, it, do you really feel like his job is for certain at risk, that he wouldn't make it another few games? Because you could probably get more value, don't you think, right around the trade deadline. So, like, that's kind of like, I just want to hear more about the, the logic and the, the kind of strategy behind it. 
So after this last game, and it, you could tell they just leaned on the run. Um, if he has another bad game, and this week they're going up against a good defense, one more bad game, and they might just pull the plug on it. They're not playing that well as a team, and he's really not that competent of a quarterback. They don't have a lot to lose by making the switch. And if we wait till trade deadline, I feel like there's a good chance that he's just not a starter in the league. But uh, it hurt quite a bit. Um, especially, especially knowing going into this that uh, if we had pulled the trigger about a day earlier, the trade offer from Dave was much better before he secured that first quarterback. But we were we were uh, messaging a lot of other teams because we didn't want to just ship him right back to Dave. And mm-hmm. our league is not the most responsive to trade offers or mm-hmm. messages in general. <laughs> I, did did you really feel a little like Teddy Bridgewater? Like is is that that good of a quarterback? I mean, it, it's not like Bridgewater is anything kind of stable. In fact, he might absolutely shit the bed and then what's Dave going to do? I mean, Tua might not be back for the year, right? Like it's not unheard of for two concussions to go eight weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks, maybe the rest of the season, just because of how bad it was. It's, it's definitely possible, but I mean, Dave kind of has that secure starter then because Bridgewater is that secure backup. They don't really have anyone else. They're going to put it over him right now. And I don't think Mariota in a vacuum, especially moving forward, if this team is going to run more, is is much better than Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that, that definitely that definitely makes sense. The uh, uh, do you think you'll be trading with Dave in the future in the summer? Like that's what I really want to know. Like, I, I, it might have to go through me this time instead of just <laughs> Joe and Dave doing all the talking. Tyler, you got <laughs> one more point, and then, um, <laughs> then uh, Tyler, why you, I think you, you wanted to chime in with something. Yeah, I think so. Glenn, you hit on something that is is often overlooked, and we on the podcast and probably even in in the the league chat talk this up a lot about waiting to maximize value. But if you look at seasons past, this league is, like you said, slow to respond. Um, it is a league in which often striking while the iron is hottest and you hit on this yourself, you lost value waiting three days to execute this trade. But between the time that Mariota hadn't played another shitty game, uh, sorry, cursing aloud, I guess, uh, and played the next game and you probably lost value because Dave grabbed that other quarterback and felt better. Um, And so in that regard, like I, I think you're correct to pull the trigger as early as possible. And like we've all said, this, this, the value coming back and forth seems correct. Um, but, but, but I will, but, I will say the only caveat to that is after you lost value in the, in the trade with Dave, did you then shop Mariota around to some of these other teams? He says he did. Are, he, he said did. he did. Yeah. He said he okay, did. Okay, I missed so, I missed that. So, so I think the, the, the thing I want, the thing I want, the thing I want to know, Glenn, is are you admitting now? Because at the at the draft, you and Joe were adamant that this trade that you made, first round pick, first round pick last year, Devontae Smith, for Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota. Looking back, is this trade kind of an admission that that was a bad trade? I mean, it doesn't look as good now, obviously. But, I mean, just looking what we had, Marietta, we started a few weeks and it was helpful. Tannehill's been a starter almost every week. And if we had pulled the trigger 24 hours earlier, we would have 
the value definitely would have been there. We definitely lost some. Um, but like you guys were saying, even shopping around to other teams, there's maybe two or three teams that we message that are waiting to see how the next maybe three weeks go before they decide if they're going to tank or not to make a trade. And if they decide they're going to tank, then there's really no one to trade to. And by that point, you know, maybe two is back and we're just stuck with Mariota as a bench player. And or... I get this trade. It's just the last <laughs> one. It still boggles my mind because now you're looking back at it and you traded Devontae and you traded first round pick for about $5 in cap space. That's what Tannehill is. You didn't trade for Tannehill, right? You traded for about $5 in cap space. And then you traded for two second round picks. That's what that trade is. Yeah. Two first round picks for five dollars in cap space and two second round picks. I, I just don't think there's a world where you can say that's an even trade. And maybe you get back something sort of like a little bit better in value last week. I don't think you're getting a first for Mariota ever this year, right? Um, unless you really snook somebody. Like I don't think I just don't think that would ever have happened, right? Like so no, I want to see how much more value you could get. I think you got good value here. Um, but I read this as you admit that was a bad trade i'm taking this as that's my takeaway because we traded him back and there's now no upside to Marietta. yes and because devonta smith is actually playing decent this year which was a toss-up being on philly because you never really know but luckily dave has cam makers so <laughs> wolf hey glenn i have one last question um is this horse beaten enough because it looks pretty dead at this point I mean, yeah, you know, maybe Mariota will have another move if, if Dave gets Tua back and just decides he doesn't want him and swindles someone else. But All right. All right. So well, let's move on to the other trade, uh, also including Rams are the best. So let's see if I can get this out a little bit clearer. The Pensive Parakeets traded or, or received – yeah, no, no, to be Damn it. The Pensive Parakeets <laughs> traded Teddy Bridgewater uh, and – yeah, Jesus Christ, Byron. I screwed this up <laughs> so bad. I switched the things up. There you go. So there, there it is. Go. Okay. So the Pens and Parakeets traded Teddy Bridgewater, their 23 second and their 24 second to Rams are the best. And the Rams are the best traded Raheem Mostert and their 2023 first. This time we're just going to grade it. Obviously, we're not going to get too much into it. Ben and Glenn, because we just. Uh, just mercilessly attacked you for the past like i don't know 20 minutes why don't you give us your grade on this trade because i'm i'm interested in like your thoughts and how you evaluate something like this i mean overall i don't think it's a bad trade for either team i think the parakeets probably could have got away with just including one of those seconds when you look at this i mean dave was obviously looking at Mariota from us but without a quarterback at that point trading back two seconds i mean you do get the first and it's a really good draft year coming up so there's a lot of value there but i just feel like they might have been able to hold out for a little more especially when dave at that point hadn't really had anything um so i i think i give parakeets a b and at this point dave an a for securing that starting spot on that team yeah tyler yeah i mean i'm gonna give dave an a plus and and parakeets a c plus look at the end of this season how far apart are the vienna rams first round pick and the pensive parakeets second round pick going to be three picks four picks like he paid a extra second to move up in 2024 which is also shaping up to be a decent to decent plus 
draft class right now uh, to get Raheem Mostert, who is old and looks like he's got a role in that Miami offense, but it's not a huge role. Like he might have moved up four draft slots with that second, second rounder and traded away the more valuable player for this year in Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah. Um, yeah. A, a plus C plus. I agree. I get, I get the logic there, Tyler. I, I do think right now it looks like it, it might be, might be a little bit more than moving up four spots. I mean, that's pro, you know, projecting Dave to be at the very, very bottom of this draft. That's not a given uh, with, with a lot of teams. I think that are going to be competing there. It could, right. It's hard to know how much it is just trading up though. I, I, I do agree with that logic, but it could be anywhere from, from four to, to nine or 10 picks. Right. Um, I think I agree with uh, with Glenn's analysis, right? You, I think he gave up a, a little bit too much with the 2024 second. I don't think he had to. I think Dave needed um, Teddy Bridgewater, so you could have held out, and I think Dave still might pull the trigger for that um, because of what you're saying, because it's still a high second. However, I would say there's probably going to be a cutoff around 15. Hard to tell now this far out. Um, so probably a little bit more value getting that first. Uh, but but agree with the logic. I, I would, you know, give a, a you know, be – to, to Dave and a, a C plus to, to Glenn. I mean, yeah, to my, Glenn. my thoughts mirror similar to, uh, to Tyler. I think uh, the problem is, is this 24 second is a little too much. And remember boys, we can, we can do conditional picks, right? Like you can do a conditional thing where it's like, Hey, if, uh, if, you know, Rams are the best pick ends in this range then you know i've got to throw in my 2024 if it doesn't then you know i don't like that that's a way to kind of mitigate some of these situations that are hard to predict but uh just keep that in mind all right so we have spent way too much time let's get into our recap from the previous week they you know all my thoughts pre- at all i mean i can get your thoughts yeah. uh no I, all right, so by all by all means i apologize dave i just no. figured that we uh you didn't want to so go for it <laughs> Tyler said no in the chat. No, I mean, <laughs> obviously, um, watching Tua get hurt on Thursday, and you know, I usually watch Red Zone, but Thursday night there is no Red Zone, so watching Tua get hurt, uh, you know, scary football injury, scary injury at all, um, you know. So hopefully he's okay, but uh, but yeah, you know, things kind of shifted quickly from for my team. Um, needed a quarterback and um, engaged in talks with more than just these two teams but a couple of you guys across the league um and yeah uh, the first was thrown out there i think in all four of those those uh those trade talks and and evan jumped on it um but the league won't let it go through until after uh after monday's game was complete so um anyway yeah, not not too much to add to what you guys said. Besides, you know, it's uh, a wake up call that things can happen quick. So uh, I felt good getting that third QB option to help with bye weeks, and um, you know, if another injury does strike. Well, I think so that's, that's a very good segue into our recap section. We're going to pick out three games that we thought were interesting from the week before. The first game that we're going to pick out is obviously Scrubs versus Rams. Uh, that was definitely one of the games of the week, right? Like uh, it was a very important matchup to the best teams. 
And even though Dave wasn't a 3-0 team, he felt like a 3-0 team. Uh, and the scrubs came in, and even if Tua didn't go down, you were likely going to lose because Scott threw up the most points in the week again for the second week in a row, 175, I believe. Uh, Dave, like, what was it like well, to be on the opposite <clears throat> side of this beatdown? Yeah, so here, I'll give you a quick trivia question. Um, so what do Lamar Jackson... Najee Harris, James Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, and Gabe Davis all have in common. They all go off against you? If you combine their points from week four, they have less than TJ Hawkinson, right? So, yeah, I mean, Tyler's team obviously went off uh, TJ Hawkinson, and he could have had more. I think he had an 81 yard yeah. pass and was pushed out of the two before scoring. So, um, you know, 180 yards, two touchdowns. And of course the two point conversion just to, to, to put it there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Scott's team definitely uh, not that there was any doubt, but definitely, you know, a scary team can put up a lot of points and um, you know, my, my defense definitely needs a pep talk. We've given up the most points in the league through four weeks. So um yeah, and what if I told you that the only skill position players, he only had two skill position players score touchdowns. It's not like his running backs scored touchdowns and his wide receivers went off. It was Cortland Sutton and TJ Hawkinson scored three combined touchdowns. Everyone else just balled out without finding the end zone. Like, yeah. add some touchdown variance to this team, and they're at 200 points. Like, this was just the week from the gods and Scott dominated Dave, who would have beat eight other teams in the league. Yeah. Here, here's the other crazy thing. If so, TJ Hawkinson coming into this game had like 80 yards on the year. Right. So, and just bear with me in this crazy hypothetical, but say Tua finished the game and put up his average points and say TJ Hawkinson finished with less than two points. I win. So yeah, definitely. Um, matchup was never close, but, uh, but yeah, football variants fun. Wait, 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 wait. Read that back to me. Say that again. He's saying if Tua put up his average going in and TJ Hawkinson put up two less than two points, he wins. Byron's going to math check it really. Quickly. Uh, yeah, He's right. yeah. I mean, I'm, that just doesn't, <laughs> He's right. doesn't smell right at all. I know, 20, but, 20 but more. It's, it's a forty point. Not making doing fifty five points. No, right? you, can you? you well, okay, you're not. Look, let's try this again, Byron. He's still trying to prepared. read the trade. If TJ Hawkinson <laughs> has thirty three less points, minus thirty three, one seventy five minus thirty three, one forty two, and T and Tua had his average up to like one forty three, he wins. That's what he's saying. Uh, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. There we All go. Right. All right. Done. The rest of the podcast. Wait, you know, can I do this? Can I remove you? <laughs> yeah, I can remove you. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh man, that's He's beyond. I can even report him too. Okay, oh, we'll move on. That's a step too oh, far. He is steaming. He is steaming. Like he's trying to get back in. All right. Um, Glenn, I'll, welcome I'll to the pod. You're taking back. this place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> All right. What's the, what's the next game? Second game. 
So we've got, and I think this is one of the most interesting. Th- these two teams are very interesting. I've got Breezewood Nuts and Philly Citywide. This was to the, the, I think, the second highest scoring game in our league. 155 versus 132, the Nuts winning. And, like, I'm just kind of interested, Tyler. You know, actually, Glenn, since you were in this game, like, what were your thoughts? I mean, were you concerned at all? Like, what was going on? Especially after that first game. I was kind of watching Miami, and I saw Tyreek putting up 20-something points. I was like, okay, we're going to definitely win the receiver matchup. And then you look over and you see Higgins that first night scoring even more. It's definitely uh, worrisome going into that weekend that if, you know, if Goff doesn't put up a big game for us like he did, this this could have turned out a lot different. Yeah, I mean, obviously Goff was a huge fucking component to this. Uh, you know, again, we kind of talked about it. Goff was not probably in your plans at the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. As a superstar, it, it's working out quite well for you. No, it's, we, we've been pretty happy with him. Um, even the Mike Evans points, uh, it's only because Tampa Bay got down by so much. I actually thought that game was going to be a lot closer and a lot more lower scoring just with how Tampa Bay's defense has been. But that turning into a shootout really helped us between Mike Evans and even, even Fournette got a lot of touches at the end there in terms of catching. Or If that game had been closer, I don't think we would have pulled this one out. Burnett with the negative rush yards but <laughs> 15 and a half fantasy point performance. Gotta love it. Um, yeah, and, and kind of like Byron was saying, not only did Breezewood's nut, Breezewood Nuts have the second most points this week, but Philly Citywide put up the third most. You know, shout out to them still, um, you know, putting up a lot of points in a losing effort. So uh, both these teams look, you know, look for real, guys. So Yeah, we'll, Philly uh, got, the, uh, got the Mike Ryan treatment this week. <laughs> you know, the scored super high. You got all the production, like how much more production other than maybe getting a touchdown at a Duvernay uh, that was missed at the end of that game. Um, Other than that, like they got almost efficient maximum production out of every spot on their roster and still lost like Breezewood just this Jared Goff 2022 football fantasy performance. Uh, yeah, you're going to have weeks like last week where he gets to 15, but the Lions look for real. And if, if golf can sustain this throughout the season, the Breezewood nuts look way more formidable than, than they did at the beginning of the year. And I think both of these teams should feel good coming out of this, even though Philly took a loss here. I'm very interested to see this upcoming week with Bill Belichick. Versus Goff, because let's face it, Bill Belichick has a pretty good, pretty good understanding of the quarterback at this point. He's been able to shut him down before. I, I would be very curious to see how successful uh, Goff is if he's like kind of turned a corner and it's with his second team, or if he's actually for real. Now, yeah, I mean, if you want to spend two seconds on that, do you think a little bit of the the bloom is off the Patriots at this point, and if if they're not? If their defense isn't, you know, you used to not want to start a, a fantasy quarterback that wasn't a top tier guy against them, but their their defense is middling this year. I think they're having some success, but it's not blowing people out of the water. And golf has already gone up against a top notch defense in Philly, in in actual real life Philadelphia, not Philly citywide, and 
still did okay. Like, like Goff could continue to perform if he becomes matchup proof. This Breezewood Nuts team, and I think Byron, what you're hitting on is like this will be a real test against New England. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's matchup proof against them, like this team is scary. Now and Detroit's defense terrible. So Billy exactly, Zappy, David. It's Billy like the, Zappy. It's like the 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 perfect storm. Yeah. Now, do you know what teams aren't scary? Our third matchup review of the week. <laughs> Fancy footwork versus the Lewisburg Luchadors. Uh oh. Can we just Tyler, pour why, don't you, why don't you uh walk us through like what could be uh should I walk us through or limp us through? <laughs> Uh, God. That was a rhetorical question. Yes, limp us through. I'm I'm gonna limp us through. Uh, congratulations, Justin Kamish. Here, you picked up a win. Unfortunately, that means that you are now one game up on getting the first pick in next year's draft. Uh, God, can we? This matchup is more interesting for the number of players that are no longer available for fancy footwork going forward than the number of players that actually played in this game. Uh, For those of you who aren't in this league and don't get access to RT Sports and get to look at the scoreboard, this game finished 83.22 for the Lewisburg Luchadors to 71.02 for fancy footwork. It would be incredibly difficult to intentionally set a lineup that scored 71 points, much less do it by mistake. Uh, And they started Kirk Cousins, who brought out 12.9 12.9 points. DK Metcalf, who had his maybe his best game of the year, I think, if I for sure not even clicking for sure, right? Yeah. Uh the problem is Javante Williams gone. ACL. Uh let's let's look Elijah at their Mitchell. bench. Eliza Mitchell. Elijah Dak Mitchell Prescott. out. Dak Prescott out. It just like the top tier talent on fancy footwork has been eviscerated um and there's no coming back from this for them um they know that uh this isn't dumping on them they built a team that was very much a super high ceiling very low floor if injuries happened and they happened Uh, on the flip side i don't know that there's a whole lot of positive to take away for the luchadors except if you just peek down to their bench it seems like rashad white might actually have a role in Tampa and Damian Pierce is for real. Now we had that week one scare where Rex Burkhead got all the touches, but 22.9 points and half PPR this week um, with six receptions, by the way, they didn't go very far, but six receptions like Damian Pierce is here. He's on a bad team. It doesn't matter. It seems like he's just going to get the touches to keep them around. Uh, If you're the Luchadors and if he's not in your long-term plans, dump him now for however many draft picks you can get. But he looks like a solid piece going forward. This matchup is only interesting because of the injuries to fancy and the fact that Luchadors left so many points on the board on their bench. But these are the two basement dwellers. This is the race to, to the first overall pick next year. I don't know why, but when when Byron said you were going to limp us through this, I, I thought it would be a quicker recap than that. <laughs> no, I limp, uh, but I yeah, limp forever, Dave. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, it makes sense. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, Luchador is putting up the 15th most points this week and winning. Um, so literally the the only team they would have beaten was Fancy Footwork. Um, yeah, I, I talked to Justin a little before and after this matchup. Like, what what are you doing, man? You know, we we talked on this podcast about getting George Pickens in there. Um, I guess not starting Damian Pierce, sure. But, you know, we, we, we've hated on Justin Fields quite a bit. Um, so just getting him out in that bad juju out of your lineup. And he said... The rookies got to pay their dues before I put them in. What a coverage. Well, Justin, <laughs> you're four weeks in. Rookies have paid their dues. Let's let's get your rookies in this lineup. I think that'll help your team, and you'll you'll have a triple point effort this week um, if you do that. So, yeah. Justin, here's the other thing, though. Maybe you keep sending those rookies until week nine, right? You know, halfway through the season, like week eight, who cares about who that matchup is against or anything like that? You just you 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 make sure you send a message. All right, now moving on to our next sub segment. It's hot takes, and I got to be honest with you. the The person that needs to be here is Drew. He has not come back. I don't know if it's because he's upset <laughs> or it's because once I remove someone from the room, they can't get back in. <laughs> But I have received no text message response of him struggling to get in. He's so, driving to your house. So, now. <laughs> no, Tell you how he feels in person. We should have a very angry Andrew. Uh, so we're just going to have to go on without him until he jumps back in. This is the hot take of the week. And I believe this was Glenn. Was this Joe's idea? Yeah, this was Joe's hot right, take. Then Glenn, for your uh, co-owner, why don't you uh, pitch what the idea is? So looking at the different divisions right now, um, we're saying that the uh, DD's division is only going to have one team make the playoffs this year. I mean, there's there's three wild cards, and uh, we just don't think they're going to have one at all in that division. And if if you really look at this division, there's there's quite a few competing teams here. I mean, mm-hmm. best TDs with the least points um, actually has the most wins in this division. You got Mike Ryan with two wins, the Rams now with two wins, Streets Meets with two wins. Just think there's going to be a lot of wins and losses between the team on itself or the, the division by itself that they're just going to have too many losses coming into the, the end of the season. I can I can definitely see it. Uh, Dave, how much what, what, what side of the uh, fence are you taking on this? Uh, I mean, I'd say that's a, a hot take. Uh, I mean, you alluded to it. Best TDs, best record in this division. You know, they're, it's the if the season ended today, they're hosting a playoff game, but Behind them, you have the second, third, and fourth highest scoring teams in our league. Um, actually, in fourth, third, and second in this division, opposite order, you'd think, uh, from the points. So, you know, I, I think as this division plays teams outside their division, obviously the first two matchups were division only. But as this team, as these teams play outside their division, um, you know, I think you'll see the, the DD's division uh, – kind of pulling away and I think they'll at least send two teams to the playoffs. Um so you know I'd say this is this is a pretty hot take. Um yeah. So are you investing in this idea in this pseudo shark tank environment? Out of a hundred dollars, how much would you put down on this idea or are you I, passing? I'm gonna put zero dollars down. I think this I think this division is more likely to send four teams than one team. Um, I think they send at least two. So I'm not going to, I would not take this bet. Um, 
yeah, I'm going to pass on on betting on this hot take. Yeah, uh, looking at this, I have to agree with Dave for the first time ever on this podcast. I, whoa, just, whoa. I just can't. I can't invest in this idea. Uh, there's just too many good teams, and to be fair, the average is really. I guess it's slightly under this, but two teams per division should make the the league uh, or should make the playoffs. And with so many points in this division, I I think they handily do it. I'm putting zero dollars down. Tyler. Yeah, right now the 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 three teams who are not leading this division have given up the first, second, and third most points in the league thus far. So, so again, I, I actually that... now that I understand the take correctly, I actually agree with this take. <gasps> I think this take is yes. correct. I think this take is correct. If you look at our current division standings, this division is going to end up very flat. And the problem ending up very flat when you look at the schedule is that the division the Rockville cartographers are in do not have to play the DD's division this year, which means the Mahomes division and the DD's division get the Stucco Club and the Tenderonis. And then they have to play each other. Breezewood and Imesville cartographers sure seem like they're making the playoffs this year. If the DDs beat up on each other and the scrubs make it and whoever wins the Tenderonis, the other two Tenderonis teams get to play fancy footwork at least one more time still. Like they're getting a free win there. Like, it, it is well within the realm of possibilities that the DD's division beats up on itself and just cannibalizes itself to the point of, of finishing seven and seven with one eight and six team and enough teams pass them. I I'm buying this take. Right. How much out of your hundred dollars? How much do we have odds on this? Like what, what? Are, yeah, well, I'll put it at plus plus two hundred. I thought plus two hundred had to be two forty. Plus two forty. Two forty. If I've got a hundred to spend on every take for the rest for the of the year, of the year, yeah, yeah. So we're in week four. All right. Uh, so at plus two, if it's it should be at plus two forty. Sure. Uh, I'll put thirty dollars of my hundred dollars on this take. Oh. The Degenerate yeah. Gambling Podcast is bringing wow. you crazy content. Wow. There it is. In this Fire, write, write it down. Write it down. But for real, write that yeah. one down because I would like uh, plus 240 on $30 out of my 100 By week right. seven, you're going to be asking to cash that out and see what we'll give yeah, you. Yeah, when three of us are, are making the play, or when all four of these teams make the playoffs at yeah. eight and seven or nine and six, yeah. Glenn, or eight and six, nine and five. Yeah. Would you take this bet? Like this is Joe's idea. So what about you? I mean, looking at the matchups, um, I, I and we bet not ourselves here. You with a good team with the cartographers. I think Mahomes Division has two teams making the playoffs right now. Um, we're playing a couple tanking teams because we play both of those other divisions. And I mean, you see Frederick Scrubs. That I'm not sure exactly what the matchups here and when they have to play these teams, but assume Frederick Scrubs beats one or two of these teams, depending on the matchups they've got, and Citywide maybe sneaks one out. 
I, and then each of these teams maybe has one more loss in their own division. You're looking at four to five losses pretty easily, and that's if they don't have a bad bye week or anything like that thrown in. I think it's. I, I think I'd put money on this. Yeah. All right. So out of a hundred dollars, how much would you put down? Tyler did thirty. Crazy. A third of his stash. I don't think I go that much just because I don't think these odds are are long enough. Um, I, that'd probably go fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to twenty. All right. There you go. That's the guess it takes. Um, now. Gentlemen, it's time for the shame bell. Shame. 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 This week's shame is going squarely on the Butker Montgomery game. It, it was a horrible situation in which the Payton's making nachos and the best CDs both played players that were injured that week and declared out, what, I guess by Saturday. Right, uh, the very, the very latest. Weren't both of these teams players out by Saturday? Montgomery, know? I think, was either Saturday morning or Saturday evening. It was pretty. Even if the team hadn't put that out yet, it was pretty clear that like maybe putting someone else in your lineup just in case and double checking in the morning was the right move. This wasn't Alvin Kamara's playing in London, which biased, but he's on my team. This wasn't Alvin Kamara's playing in London. And by the way, they only called him out of that game an hour before kickoff. Like, I still managed to get him out. I was very impressed, by the way, Tyler. I, I, the <laughs> first thing I did was look at your team because I was like, ah, Tyler's fucked. Uh, and guys, Harrison Bucker's been injured since September 8th. So, uh, <laughs> so in fairness to Tim at 12.55 week four, he wasn't able to pick up a player, but you know, in unfairness, he had t- twenty-one days to find a find another. His backups, so. I believe, still on the waiver wire. I <laughs> cut him after week one. Because now, I will say, in defense of the Harrison Butker, continuing to keep him in your lineup, the Chiefs have said every week it sure seems like Harrison Butker is fine, and then on Friday they're like, actually, Harrison Butker isn't feeling good. It's like. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But well, this, listen, this is the week of... he plays Monday night. I he ain't playing this week. Sure, this week he's gonna play. Whatever, well, keep starting please. him, Tim. Keep Tim, starting him. Oh God, it's been seven years. Free agency closes at twelve forty-five on Sunday. Please pick up your kicker before. Yeah, man, set your clocks forward fifteen minutes. I, Don't listen to what Byron's saying. I understand the need for that adrenaline rush. Like, how close can I do it? <laughs> it should be pretty it's pretty established at this point. How long you can wait. All right. It's time to get to Tim has a 1246 alarm on Sundays. So by the time he's waking up, it's it's too late. So this is the way we uh this works. I'm going to read off from the largest spread to the smallest thread spread um, for this week, uh, upcoming games. These gentlemen are going to give us whether they like this matchup or not, and they, they think the spread is close. Glenn, because you are our guest, I'll have you go first. You'll take the largest spread. Vienna Rams versus the Fancy Footwork. The spread right now is 43, uh, 44 points. 
uh, for fancy footwork or that I guess the Rams have to be deducted 44 points. Give the yeah. fancy footwork 44 points, however you want to say it. For those of you gambling at home, <laughs> uh, Vienna Rams are the best. They're a minus 44 favorite here. Minus 44 is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, help there, Tyler. <laughs> Glenn, what do you think of this matchup? Would you take 44 points? Would you take fancy at this uh, this spread? I mean, at, at this point, fancy's got to be looking at their record in the roster, and and you would think at this point they'd be embracing the tank. So especially if they make a couple changes, you would think they would. Uh, you know, I mean, so it's, they, I know it's they cousins, have so neither of their picks for next year. So uh, I, I guess there's no they point. They got mine. <laughs> Glenn, you yeah. know what's really bad? The scrubs have their first round pick. Scrubs are the best chance to win the championship and then get 101. Yeah, I guess Fancy's going to want to start their best players. Unfortunately, Dak, they just pulled out for another week, so you don't pull them back in. They've got a couple injuries. Uh, Dave now with the starting quarterback, and he'll have to make that decision between Bridgewater and Mariota now that he's got both, and that that could be a toss-up this week. But I think Dave covers the points here. Dave covers the points. Tyler, do you agree? Yeah, Ed. Jesus. This is the lock. This is the lock. Oh, I'm God. taking oh this at God. I'm taking this at 59. Look at Dave's average points and then look at what Fancy's done the past two weeks if you take Javante out of there. It it's it's dark times. And I actually think that the the owners of the fancy footwork team are like really good owners in the league. The issue is this year is they this is the year from hell of all year from hells for one team. And it seems like if DK Metcalf doesn't get injured this week, it's miraculous. Like I'm not wishing that on them, but it seems like that's where this is headed. So uh yeah, this is my lock of the week, Dave at at 59 to cover. I'll uh, I'll try not to let you down, Tyler. And I I think you've done this two or three weeks in a row. It's a good strategy. Just go against fancy footwork um as as your lock i mean i think you'd win more often than not um yeah i'm i'm going to you know bet on myself uh, obviously new logo for the full week uh just what the team needs to to put up some points so um i'll i'll go with myself to win and cover wow that lock is a is is a really really I think it's a really good idea. That's <laughs> a really good idea. But I because I didn't except, think about except it, against I'm just. not going to steal it from you. That's a good call. I'm going to go with the Rams too, just because I don't think fancy footwork has the points in them. To right now, we've said we're, we're predicting that they score 85 points. I don't think they've crossed that barrier once this. <laughs> so seems a little extreme. Um, all right, we'll go on to the next matchup. Uh, Peyton's making nachos versus the Iamsville cartographers. Tyler, why don't you give us this, um, your thoughts on it? Iamsville cartographers are negative 26. Yeah, Tim's been talking a lot of smack in the chat. Uh, and I love that energy. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, the problem is, at the end of the day, He's going to start one quarterback and three running backs. And to be fair to Tim, those three running backs, Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, James Robinson, if it was 2021, 
and in McCaffrey's case, all the time, whenever he's healthy, uh, they put up a bunch of points. James Robinson's been great this year. The issue is it's running backs and the variance is high and it's team script dependence. Carolina's playing San Francisco and Arizona's playing Philly. And and those games are going to get out of hand for those two outclass teams. You might not see a lot of touches in the run game for those two teams. That alone brings the ceiling down for Peyton's making nachos. And they're a team that needs their ceiling to exceed in order to catch the better roster overall of Imesville cartographers. Uh, Russell Wilson will be fine. He's not going to be great, but Mahomes gets Las Vegas who couldn't stop Byron, Dave, Glenn and I from scoring touchdowns. Uh, JK Dobbins looked pretty good last week. It's interesting that Khalil Herbert's still in. Uh, I know that's your best play out of your running backs. Uh, if Montgomery comes back this week, that's the only caveat to to the cartographers not covering. But that injury certainly looked like a multi-week injury. Up and down the board, cartographers have this matchup won. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the cartographers on, it looks like, 26, 26. to cover. Um I'm a little hesitant if Khalil Herbert's the backup, but it make you feel better if Montgomery did not play in practice today. Not even limited, didn't play at all. No, I'd uh, I you're asking me if Chicago knows what the hell they're doing with any of their players. Uh, I don't think they do. I have no confidence in that organization at all. Um ownership all the way down. Uh David Montgomery could have one leg missing and they could say he's out of practice today and still plays in the game on Sunday. Like, uh, but that being said, I still think that even with the Herbert Herbert's going to get touches now after that game two weeks ago, even if Montgomery's in like this, the rest of the cartographers lineup is better by a tier than nachos all the way up and down. So Glenn, would you take the points? I'm taking the points, yeah. No, oh, sorry, sorry. I was talking to Glenn. Uh, well, I mean, Tim's got a non-active kicker again. He's also backup on the bench is, is currently injured. So you got no kicker in there, and that, that really could be the difference in the point spread here. I, I get what Tyler's saying with some of the running backs they've got, but I, I think James Robinson, I mean, you're playing Houston. I, I think he has a huge bounce-back game as they try to manage the ball. Um, I could see this being closer to the point spread, but it, it really might come down to that kicker or even that. Um, it's really going to come down to Herbert too, but it's, I think I go with Peyton's making nachos here. I think Tim finally figures out that he needs to, you know, waiver wire a quarterback or just hell Adam for, for like Adam and free agency afterwards, because he's still got four days or three days after Thursday to add a kicker before that Sunday kickoff. I think he figures it out. I think, Kickers are at their best value at 1250 on Sunday. So I, I'd wait to pick one up. Um, yeah, you look at the cartographers, their third wide receiver is, you know, maybe there's a toss up between Josh Palmer or maybe Mooney gets the start. But let's just say Josh Palmer stays. I think he still outscores each of Tim's wide receivers this week. So uh, you guys both gave long-winded answers. I don't think it's that close. I think the cartographers uh, runs away with this, and I think they cover easily. Makes sense, but you guys are fools. Payton's making nachos, takes the victory. Easy win here. I'm taking Payton's. 
All right, Dave, you're up next. I've got Philly Citywide versus Mike Ryan, and I'm giving Mike Ryan negative 11 points. What do you think? Well, I think this is going to be my lock of the week. Um, but I'm going to go with Philly Citywide to not only cover but win this matchup. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's it, it starts at the QBs, right? Uh, I think Lamar Sunday night um, against Cincinnati will, will put up points. Um, they don't actually have Duvernay in this lineup right now, but with the Bateman injury, I would consider it. Duvernay might be the uh, the the wide receiver one on Sunday night. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we've, we've seen a lot from Mike Ryan. Mike's put up a lot of points, but eventually Geno Smith is not going to be the top quarterback. Uh, Cooper Rush is going to come back down to earth. And I, I think this is a get right game for the LA Rams. So I'm going to take Philly citywide and, and I'm going to take them as my lock to, to win outright. Uh, yeah, I actually think that four weeks in we've seen enough of a trend that Geno Smith is not just competent, but competent plus and same thing with Cooper rush. Uh, and the Rams defense is good, but it's not good enough. I think those two quarterbacks carry them through Zach Wilson's already got an injury designation coming out of practice today, even though Salah says he's going to be good to go. Uh, and it's a different injury designation than he was coming off of. So, uh, I'm taking Mike Ryan in the in the points here until Mike Ryan proves me wrong. Uh, I'll be riding with the the Mike team Mike Ryan. Glenn? Riding with Ryan. Uh, I got to go with Dave on this one. I think Phil, Philly Citywide covers this. I think Geno Smith has a pretty hard uh, kind of crash back to earth. I mean, if, even if it's a 15-pointer, I just don't think it's going to be enough for him. And Cooper Rush here, I think, against the Rams. I think they go down early, and he tries to throw it and ends up with his first or second interception of the year, and I think that's all it takes. Listen, my head my head says Philly Citywide. My heart, my heart says Mike Ryan. Give me Mike Ryan, all right? Give me them points. Next matchup, we got Breezewood Nuts versus the Frederick Scrubs. Frederick Scrubs, honestly, I'm a little surprised about this, how consistent they've been. Only, uh, we're going to say negative 11 points. Tyler, we're back to you. Do you think that uh, Breezewood Nuts can overcome the spread? My concern here is that these all three of these wide receivers are going to go off. Uh, how far apart do we think the Chargers and the Browns are? That should be a close game. Indy and Denver... Those are two teams that were both projected to win their divisions, uh, but have both been underwhelming um, for slightly different reasons. But those two games are going to be close. And then Jamar Chase gets to play at Baltimore, whose secondary is uh, what I don't know the nice way to put this uh, porous. Like those three receivers could all have this could be game of the year for all three of them scrubs could go off again for a fifth week in a row. Um, I like the players, the breezewood nuts have the problem is they're going to have to keep pace with the scrubs and 12 points. Isn't far enough for me to take the nuts here. So I'm taking the scrubs to cover and win uh, Saquon's back 
in addition to everything I just said. So. So you just said you like Scrubs wide receivers because of their matchups this week. Uh, Tampa Bay going against Atlanta for for Mike Evans and the Breezewood Nuts. Tyreek Hill going against the Jets and Marquise Brown going against the Eagles. You know, you you suspect the Eagles will go up big and and that will be a uh, a lot of passing for Arizona to try to come back. So, um, you know, I think Breezewood can not the bigger names, but can counteract a lot of those points at wide receiver. Um, and then you, you think just based on spreads this week, game script will help the running backs for Breezewood's nuts. Um, Fournette should be in positive game script. Same with Singletary. So, um, that all being said, can't bet against the scrubs right now. Um, these guys are the best team in our league and and until they come back to earth a little, uh, I'm not going to fade them. So uh, I think there's a path, but I'm going to take scrubs to cover the number. Glenn, what do you think? This is your matchup. I mean, it can't bet against yourself. Um, I oh, do, I think do this, every week, so I do think this might come down to quarterbacks, though. Honestly, if Goff has another big game, I think we've definitely got a shot here. Um, especially looking at Aaron Rodgers, has been average this year. Herbert's been back and forth. If Tannehill puts up a decent amount of points, or even if we start Dalton ahead of him, depending on, I mean, it's Tannehill's against Washington. We're not taking him out, but. I think Tannehill has a good chance to actually have a good week this week. If Goff has another good game, I, th- I think we're in this. As a Washington fan, Glenn, you've made the right decision. <laughs> Listen, this good weekend sports. I spent the week I spent with Scott. We watched all the games together. I had a listen to him rave about his team. I don't know who would go on and just talk about how great their team is. Maybe like he probably is going to make a podcast next just so he can talk about his thoughts and his theories and think how great he is, blah, blah, blah. Terrible, despicable, to be honest with you. So I think Hubris gets him back. I'm going with Breezewood Nuts. Not only that, but I'm locking the Nuts in for a real victory. They beat him by more than four. Let's go, Scott. By the way, I should also mention that Scott, after I moved into my house, has come over like every weekend to help me with like, <laughs> like helping me like make out my house and shit like that. So Scott's a wonderful person. I shouldn't be doing this, but it just pisses him off so much that I just can't stop. All right, next matchup. Let's get to it. Joe's Primo's team versus the best TDs. Best TDs are uh Seven point favorites, Glenn. Who do you like in this matchup? Uh, I think this is going to be a closer game um, than even that. I think this could be a point or two either way. Um, uh, I think I'm going with Joe's to cover, but I, I don't know. Uh, you know, what? no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going best TDs. I think they make up the points here. It's. I mean, as long as they, depending on what happens with David Montgomery here, because if he's not starting and they leave him in, I think that's the week. But I don't. I haven't seen too much on his injury yet. I know he couldn't suit up for practice a couple days this week, but I don't. If he's back, I think they've got this. Dave. Uh, well, you you started on the right track there, Glenn, saying it was going to be a close matchup, and and I I think that favors Joe's primo team to cover here. Um, I think the big X factor is you know does uh Amon Ross St. Brown come back? Um, you know we've seen. We saw what Detroit offense did last week without him. Imagine if he was in there. So I think if he comes back this week, especially Joe's Primo team has a good shot at winning. Um, so I'll take Joe's Primo team to cover. Tyler. 
You know, I want to pick against the best CDs here, except that it seems like Keith Money Thrash was born with a horseshoe up his ass. Um, on that note, though, I, I'm i going to take the best CDs, but Jesus Christ, Alex, how many more weeks do you have to see before you put David Njoku in for George Kittle every week? Like, it's it's we're four weeks in. Just make the swap, dude. Um, it's a close game. It should be way closer if in, if if some of these big bursts on the Joe's roster go off. But I'm taking the TDs. You know what? I'm gonna go with Alex. I think uh, Keith Luck runs out. Next game, we've got the home run hitters versus the Lewisburg Luchadors. This is two not very strong teams, so I'm interested to see how this goes out. Uh, the Luchadors are, or the home run hitters are favored by six points. Dave, who do you got here? That just seems wrong. I'm going with the Luchadors. I think the win streak gets to two. I don't know that they break 100 this week. I think they do, but I don't think it matters. I, I think Luchadors covers and, and wins this matchup. Um, you know, I think that rookie class, Kenny Pickett, Damian Pierce, George Pickens, like there, there's some buzz there, guys. I, I think he should be excited about how this team is looking. And if Keenan Allen ever gets healthy and comes back, you know, easy swap out KJ Hamler. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think bright days ahead for Luchador as they stumble to two and three this week. Tyler. Yeah, I, uh, Completely agree with Dave's take. The Luchadors have the like this rookie ascension. I'm gonna take the Luchadors to to cover here, and I feel pretty confident about it. This would was my second most likely lock. Glenn, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Um, especially with Pickett, I think they're gonna go down big to Buffalo real early, and that's gonna be good for Pickett and Pickens. And I think that that's just gonna be too much. I mean. You look at the other side here for home run runners when they're missing Trubisky, and I don't even know who you plug in that lineup for their flex spot right now. Naheem Hines with the JT injury, but it's not a 100% confident play, you know? No, and if, if I had a lock, this I think this would be it. Lujadors for me as well. All right, now we're starting to get into some... You know what? I'm actually going to skip this game. We're going to go on to the Punts Katani parakeets versus the manioc pensive parakeets pensive parakeets i apologize the parakeets versus the cannons we get the, i'm giving the spread uh two points uh to manioc loose cannons in favor um so what do you have drew dave what do you think who wins this matchup i i just can't trust this this manioc loose cannons team i, I said it last week um i do see that Chase Claypool is out of the lineup right now. So maybe <laughs> bright days ahead for loose cannons. Maybe that's the jump start this team needs. Um, but that being said, until I see it, I, I don't trust him. I think uh I think Puxatani Pensive Parakeets win this. I think um I think Evan moves to a surprising three and two despite trying to lose. I, I don't know, but I, I think he keeps winning. Um, and, and moves to above 500. So I'm going to take the parakeets to uh, cover the number and win. Tyler. I want 
to pick against the parakeets here. It, except that everything just looks like it's going to stack up for them. Like Tony Pollard's going to get more work than he has in weeks past. Uh, as the Cowboys trail the Rams and Raheem Mostert seems like he's coming on in Miami. Uh, I know Mixon and Edmonds, like that's really the play is Mostert versus Edmonds. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking the parakeets here. I hate to side with Dave on this one, but uh, Chad, just go, go all like rookie or second year players and just throw it into the wind and put Sky Moore in for Judy. Why not? Like see what the high variance numbers could give you. Yeah, I'll take the parakeets. Uh, Glenn, what do you have? Uh, I've got loose cannons on this one. I mean, they've got the two starting quarterbacks here, and Punxsutawney just traded away a starting quarterback, at least for the next probably couple weeks, maybe the rest of the season. Um, the Mostert might be coming on. He might have just had a couple good games here. I I think uh, many loose cannons covers. Maybe even outright wins this one. Yeah, do All we right. think that Evan just can't do what he wants to do in a season, though? Like, that's really where my pick comes in. He's trying to tank and he's going to end up 500. And in seasons he's trying to win, he seems to end up better than, yeah, but worse than 500. Before um, you joined the league, Tyler, and, and obviously you too, Glenn, but there was a year Evan started 0-5 and had the most points in the league by like 60. Um, and then he tanked and got Kyler Murray. So worked out we pretty well for him. Anyway. Maybe the key was just he shouldn't have tried as hard. And look at this. Going to stumble oh. into the playoffs. All right. So for our last matchup, we've got the game of the week, Drush versus the Meats. <laughs> the spread is in favor of the Meats by four points. This. this is an interesting game. Obviously, both of these teams have shown that they can put up a lot of points. Uh, you know what, Glenn? Because we started with you, let's end with you. What do you think of this? these two teams? And uh, who do you think comes out in the victor? This is definitely a close matchup, but I really think Drew pulls it out here. I think the biggest thing is Nick Chubb for Cleveland um, going against that Rams team. I think they go down big, and I think they go down by a lot, and Chubb just doesn't get the ball as much because he's not a pass catcher. But I think you miss enough points there to just not, not quite make it. Dave. Uh, I, I think we'll know on Thursday night um, if Melvin Gordon fumbles the ball and doesn't play. Um, but, you know, this unfortunately, the injury to Williams really opens the door for Gordon here to be a, a workhorse for Denver for, um, you know, until he fumbles. I, I think the stat is he's carried the ball like 44 times this year and he has fumbled five times. So that's not good. Um, so I think the leash is, is short and um, he's one fumble away from, from being taken out of this game. But um, I think he finishes and uh, I think, yeah, big things for Drew and, and get lucky there. Um, I think for like what the fifth week in a row, this matchup is going to come down to Monday night for Drew um, and Tyler, you've been in what three of those so far. So here's number four. So I think we start Monday night with Street Sneeds down like 20 points and Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs going against Daniel Carlson. Uh, it, it'll be kind of fun, but 
I don't know. Sorry, Tyler. I think there's going to be like some 50 yard field goal that makes the difference. Um, so I'm going to lean Jerush to, to cover and, and beat you by, by a small margin this week. I think you're, I, I think you're right. Uh, I've been going through some fantasy PTSD this season <laughs> and it just feels like, Hey, wow. You've got all these high scoring players every week. And I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop where four of them get injured this week and the season's over. So I'm taking Drush on this one and running away with it. Why not? Uh, are you playing Gabriel Davis? Are you playing, you know, the good player, Michael Pitt? The good player. I, you I need to know this. Gabe, this is this is critical for my decision here because you I, asked if I'm playing Gabe Davis or Michael Pittman, or did you mean Zay Jones or Michael Pittman? Uh I understand Zay Jones more than I understand Gabe Davis. So I mean you can go either way, but are you starting Michael Pittman for either one? It is likely that Michael Pittman ends up in this lineup if you're asking. Okay. I know there's money on this. But I just yes. needed to make sure because <laughs> I like your team. If we're peeling back the Byron, if we're peeling back the curtain, both Davis and Pittman had ankle injuries. Pittman looked recovered from it. Davis was still limping around last week. Um, mm-hmm. It is likely that Davis comes out, even though Pittman is playing on. I hate Pittman playing in this Thursday night matchup against the Denver Girl. team that absolutely has to win this game. Yeah. So, well, I, I just terrified of their cornerback i'm blanking yeah. on the name but uh he's very good and patrick sertain the second patrick sertain exactly that dude is terrifying um yeah so i, I just like your team i feel like jalen hurts down week last week but you can expect 30 points from this guy any given week i mean it's just he's crazy right now he's playing out of his mind nick chubb is just one of the best backs in football i don't know how he keeps doing it i just don't like drew's team as much so uh, I'm going to go with you for the victor. So that is our spread. We have one last segment to go through, gentlemen. It is the money update. I can tell you that Scott won most points. We know that for a fact. And I believe previous matchup was who was the closest points. And Correct. that was the Streets Meets versus the Pensive Parakeets, which was within eight points, and that was that go, goes to Evan. So congratulations, Evan. I believe that's your first money of the season. Dave, I assume you have what this week's challenge is. I, I do, and I know the winner, but week five is the ground and pound week. The team with the most running back point total, flex excluded, uh... For this, I'm going to go back to the matchup we were just talking about. I just said I expected Melvin Gordon to do well. Uh, well, the other back there, Austin Eckler, uh, seemed to remember he likes to score the football. So I'm going to give that to Jerush this week, the side pot. Um, I think the Gordon and Eckler combo, uh, take it. Tyler? Uh, I'm giving it to Scrubs. Hello, Saquon, who's had this massive bounce back here and oh yeah Ramondre Stevenson gets to play Detroit yeah I'll I'll take the scrubs uh, you know what I'm gonna go against myself give me Tim oh crap what does Tim but where's Tim who's in Tim's flex I think we'll find Tim out Robinson at 12 flex that I want. what did you say Dave 
I was making a joke saying yeah. Tim's going to make that change at 1255 on Sunday. But yeah, big, big decision this week for you, Tim, because, um, you know, 15 bucks uh, who you pair with Christian McCaffrey there. Yeah, yeah, that's actually going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you play. <laughs> make sure you play Robinson, not in your flex. Uh, gentlemen, that was our podcast. I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all. It started out with a trade. How did it end up like this? It was only a trade. It was only a trade. Now I'm watching the game, but I'm scoring nothing. While he's dropping the ball, it's running it back. Now they're both of my team and my stomach is sick. And it's all in my head, but it's winning it all now. He gets my first pick now, let me be. And I just can't win, it's killing me. Dave's taking control. Robbery, getting jacks is not the key. Losing through bad compromise Failing through to equalize But it's just the price I pay Rogery is texting me Let's trade my entire team Cause I